Okay. So you are only responsible for your own actions, how somebody else reacts or responds to you. That's none of your business. So if you take care of your side of the street and you're like, okay, I've acted in integrity. I have been loving. I've been respectful to our and honoring of this friendship that we've had or this relationship. And I've done my part. If the other person lashes out at you, if they get angry, all of that kind of stuff, that's not your business. That's about them and what it's what wounds have been triggered within them and that's up to them to to look into that and work with that it's not your job then to be their coach or their therapist or their punching bag i really can't think of anything more important than waking up to your true self I mean, once you do that, every single thing in your life changes. It's like a whole new world opens up. I used to look at my life and think, there has got to be more. There is, and this is it. I'm Paige, and this is Spiritual 20s. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 12 of Spiritual 20s. My name is Paige, and today we are back with Sophia LePage, aka the Makeover Queen. When we hung up from our first episode, Sophia and I were like, we have so much more that we have to talk about. And so we literally got on the phone again two days later and we covered a lot again. In this episode, we talked about friendships, sacred friendships treating all relationships with love and respect we talked about codependency where that shows up where you might not know and Sophia gives a really great explanation for what it even is in the first place we talked about ghosting and why we're actually hurting ourselves when we're ghosting people whether it's a friend or a romantic relationship We talked about how to attract high-vibe relationships, how to bring in those friendships that are going to up-level you. We covered why we need to get over our allergy to the word no, growing through discomfort, and we even talked about how to make those divine, sacred friendships and connections online. If you missed the first episode that we did with Sophia, first of all, you're definitely going to want to go back and check that out. But to give you a bit of background, Sophia is a coach and speaker who has inspired thousands of women all around the world. A decade ago, Sophia was brought to her knees by a messy divorce, which left her identity in tatters. Not only did she recontextualize scary, overcome decision fatigue and learn to deeply trust, she's gone far beyond to her own worth, so much so that she has opened up her life to luxury and dedicated herself to helping women to do the same. Her work centers on helping women make over their lives and claim that inner queen so that they can start their next chapter with confidence. She definitely walks her talk, and you guys are going to pick up on that right away. 
Sophia has a one-on-one mentorship program that is so beautiful and killer. So if that interests you, please go to the show notes and check that out. And you'll also find links to where you can connect with her in general. I got so much out of this conversation. We ended up talking about some major ideas that literally have been life-changing for me. So I am so excited for you to hear it. And I can only hope that it has the same effect on you. Without further ado, here is my second conversation with Sophia LePage. Hi, Sophia. Hi. We are back. We literally recorded our other episode two nights ago, and we're like, "Mm, we have more to talk about. We have more to say. And so we're back. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that we were were able to kind of organize this so easily because we're on opposite sides of the world. So yeah, 12 not, hours apart. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Okay, so right now as we're recording this, for me in Boston, it's Wednesday night. And is it? It's Thursday, Thursday morning. Thursday morning for me. <clears throat> so yeah. weird. I was just thinking I might, like, I was thinking about pouring myself a glass of wine. You're like, you just woke up. You're all fresh for the day. I'm over here, like, drinking wine, hanging out. It's so I, love <laughs> I love it. I love it. So one thing that we talked about briefly in our last episode was that one of the pillars of your program that you are launching now is sisterhood Mm -hmm. and this idea of community and who our friends are. And I really wanted to talk more about that because it's something that is really relevant for me and my life in general, and especially right now. And so I think I want to throw it to you first to just why is that a pillar of your program? Why? What is the importance? You know, we all know that we're supposed to have friends and we know that we're supposed to have community, but I think that it's it's helpful and useful to talk about why and and what that what's the purpose. Right. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's the reason why I've included this in my program is because we are a product of the people that we surround ourselves by. And if we're wanting to, um, you know, be the best versions of ourselves, if, if we're just wanting to be happy in general in life, if you want to feel safe, if you want to feel um, uh, inspired, right, creative, alive, um, joyful in your life, the people that you surround yourself by are going to have a really big impact on that. And a lot of times in life we are, um, you know, we change a lot. Uh, And that's just part of like growing and learning. And in our society, I feel like there is a, have you, I'm sure you've all heard this expression like, oh, you've changed and like, it's a bad thing you know? And so sometimes when we're in a friendship group, we might've been in that one for a while and then we're continuing to grow and evolve and we kind of grow out of that friendship. 
but the people, those people want us to stay the same as we were before. So we can end up getting held back when we aren't open to the idea of sort of like refreshing our friendships in the same way that we would, you know, change our job when we were like, okay, I've, I've moved to the next stage. I'm ready for this career jump now. All right, I'm going to get another job or I'm moving home or I'm moving to this city or I'm, I'm trying out this new hobby or whatever it is, you know, in all other areas of our life, we're changing and evolving and it's the same in friendship. And I think that especially right now in this time, right, there's so we're having so many realizations about what we actually want. We've had this time of going very inward, very quiet, having to kind of be away from the people that we love, the people that we know from the things that we normally do. And now we're getting to reassess where we're at. And so there's like this really big opportunity right now to look at your friendships and to really assess whether or not they're actually uplifting you or holding you back. Yeah, that was so, so beautifully said. Thank you for that. Something that I've talked about a lot is that this quarantine and this pandemic, while of course there's been great, great loss and great sacrifice, it's also presented a tremendous opportunity for our collective growth because it's because of the opportunity of our individual growth And so some of us, I think most people, I want to say, especially that are going to be listening to this, had some kind of experience of recognizing that this was kind of a call to go in. And even if you didn't, you did go in because you were stuck at home. And so there's only so much that you have numbed yourself out. I'm sure that every single one of us has had some kind of realizations about ourselves and what's important to us. And even if you didn't, by the way, that I loved how you talked about this idea that we're always changing and something that Michael Beckwith, who is someone I kind of cite a lot and he's a spiritual teacher and he's where I've learned a lot of my spiritual truths and that he talks about this idea that the whole universe is always progressing, right? Like the stars, the moon, like everything is traveling through time. You know, as we're making these, as we're revolving around the sun, it's not that we're ending back up where we started. The universe is progressing, always moving forward. And so if you stay the same 365 days from now, you haven't stayed in the same place. You've actually gone backwards. So this idea that we actually are, whether you're resisting it or not, always growing and always changing. And especially with the intense, intense and unprecedented circumstances of 2020 that have forced us in and have forced us to see in so many ways, all of the ways that what we were doing wasn't working, that in in our individual lives and in our collective and our human tribe, a lot of us have had this experience of what is important to me? And in that, in this case of relationships, who is important to me and why? And so, yeah, I think that this conversation of, of who we're surrounding ourselves with, who we're surrounding ourselves by is probably more important than ever, especially right now we have this really unique situation where 
we're kind of emerging. You know, a lot of places are starting to open up again after we've just literally all been put in a timeout by Mother Nature. And now we're starting to emerge again. And it's like, okay, well, who do I want to surround myself with? Where, who am I emerging with? And where am I emerging to? You know, I knew, I know what I would have been doing this time last year. I know what bars I would have been going to. I know who I would have been around. And for multiple reasons, that's not the same case right now. And part of that is quarantine. Part of that is other life circumstances changing, but we're all in this kind of forced change. And a lot of that has to do with, with the people we're surrounded by. And I think that something that comes up is we like to cling as a species in general. And so if we're clinging to, we don't want to let go of our friends. I'd love for you to talk about this idea that this doesn't mean that, you know, you're abandoning, you know, somebody who was your best friend doesn't mean that you're cutting them off and deleting their phone number, right? Right. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like what's coming up around that, um, is we have this in, in, um, you know, in our lives, we're taught a lot about loyalty, right? Like it's really loyalty is a very valued trait. It's something that if we think of like a good person, right? It's like, they're loyal, they're trustworthy, they're all these things. And what happens when we start to say, oh, actually like this friendship isn't nourishing me in the same way it used to. And perhaps I'm not nourishing that person, right? Because it's a friendship is a two-way street. If you're feeling kind of this, that sense of um, not being on the same page anymore, that person's going to be feeling it too. So it's, it's actually, I feel like there's a gift for both people in, in sort of saying, okay, like, I love you. Like, you know, you're an amazing person, but like, we're going in two different trajectories right now. And let's create space by hanging out a little less, by texting a little less. Let's create space for each other to call in some friendships that are really going to nourish us and really fit with where we're at, where we can feel really um, um, sort of like um, held in that relationship. Because also what I feel a lot is that when you're in friendships where you're not matching, there's a lot of loneliness that comes. It's the same, right, as in a relationship. And maybe you found this page in your relationship. And I know I have in the past with relationships of feeling so alone because it's like this person doesn't really get me or I'm afraid to be my real self with this person because maybe they're going to judge me, right? Yeah, 100%. And actually that's something that's been really strong for me this year, like I've said, this this idea of relationships and friendships and family has been really prominent on my mind lately. And that's something that I've said that I think a, a good definition of loneliness is when you're holding a vibration that's different from the ones around you, you know? So I have a lot of people around me, but when you don't feel connected to those people, when you don't feel that sense of, that these are, this is my tribe, that we're all on the same page here, 
that can be just as lonely as being stranded on a desert island. In my experience, you know, I've been physically alone before. Like I lived in Barcelona by myself and I was pretty physically alone there. Like that I, you know, I didn't have family around. And now I do have a lot of people around and we have people all over the world that we can connect with virtually, but there's something about this same vibration energy of people physically around us that I think is just different. It's just not replaceable. Right. And there's also, um, oh gosh, I think I just had a blank. Oh, that's, that's okay. You know what I just remembered? I had a question. Oh yeah. Good. (laughs) So when you were talking about how we can have that conversation, right. Uh, with our friends of, we can create space so that we can both flourish and both explore on our own whilst maintaining the love that we have for each other. The question that popped into my head was, is that a conversation that has to be had? Or is this because I think that people would would immediately think, oh my God, I could never say that to somebody, you know, like that's an uncomfortable conversation. How could I even, how would I even go about approaching that? And maybe could I just like slip away? You know, right. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. The old ghosting. Right. I feel like we need to treat our friendships in the same way that we treat, re- we treat our romantic relationships. So if you, you're romantically entwined with someone hopefully you're not thinking like oh I'll just slip away and I'll kind of end the relationship just by slipping away or gradually like stopping returning their calls or not texting so much waiting like four days to text and say oh I'm sorry I've just been so busy um, quarantining at home or seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I've been so busy doing nothing. Right. That's, you know, it's like really hard down here. So, um, yeah, I feel like it, it, having these awkward conversations, yes, they are awkward, but it's also ways that we grow. And it's, uh, this kind of brings me to the thing that I was, tr- I was, I forgot about, which I wanted to say was talking about codependency. So we have this in, we can find this in our romantic relationships. We can find this in our friendships. And I, I like for me personally, uh, before I met my fiance, Gabriel, I was al- alone for a while and I did a huge audit of all my relationships and all my friendships. And what I found was throughout all of them, there was this codependent thread. So it was like, them depending on me, me wanting to feel needed and kind of like having this very sort of relationship where it's like, oh, I need to be there for them. They need me. I feel good because they need me. And it sets up an unhealthy situation. Yeah. And so when it, going back to your question of like with how to, how to approach that with, with your friends is like, starting to have that conversation is one of the first circuit breakers that you can have, right. That's going to pattern interrupt that codependent thing because you're like, Hey, I'm recognizing this thing in me. Like, don't make it about them, make it about you. 
You know, I'm recognizing this thing in me. I'm recognizing that I'm quite codependent. I'm recognizing that I need to create some more space and I need to sort of go, go out a bit on my own. And I hope that you can understand that. And this is something that I need to do to kind of find myself a little bit. Right. So it's not about them. Yeah. I think that what this relate takes is honestly a bit of a leadership quality because mm. what in, in this, I loved, we have to touch quickly on the whole ghosting thing, relationships, all relationships too, because what making that choice to have that conversation is really, like you said, it's, it's pattern interruption and it's doing yourself and the other person a favor because it's you stepping into that higher vibration, that next level self, that conscious living. You're not doing anybody any favors. Like we know, we know that you still have your phone <laughs> with everybody, right? Like <laughs> nobody, I just like, could we just really quickly, nobody has just like actually fallen off the face of the earth. Like people who are ghosting, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships, it's this, we know what's happening. Right. But we're creating wounds and unnecessary wounds and unnecessary trauma in ourselves and the other person. You know, we think of if we ghost somebody, especially in a romantic relationship, that's like, you're doing, if I'm ghosting somebody, I'm kind of doing something to them. I'm also doing that to, to myself. I'm inflicting that wound upon myself by saying that I'm not conscious enough and respectful enough of myself and this other person who's a, you know, spiritual being at their core, right? Another spirit and soul, just like myself, that we're not conscious and respectful and reverence enough to to acknowledge just what is because what happens when we ghost right we're allowing the voice in our head to run wild more so than it does already which it already is running wild but we what we can do is we can help it in, in any way we can by being conscious by being present by making these decisions that that are treating life and relationships like they are sacred because they are. And so when we address these things head on from a place of love, you're literally cutting off that voice that would say that this is a, this is a person who does not respect me. This is a person who does not have love for me. This is a person who does, you know, the antithesis of our being, which is love and light. All of that stuff is going to run wild. I'm ugly. I must not be good enough. I, you know, all of these negative thoughts when we choose to not live in making these conscious decisions, we're letting that run wild is what I think. I, that's the direct line that I see through when we don't have, it is uncomfortable to have that conversation to say, hey, no matter who it is, even a family member, even, you know, like, hey, I'm coming from a place of love. Here's what's up everybody will recognize that even if at first you have some kind of resistance, even if you're afraid of what they're going to say, even if somebody does have not the best reaction, it's better in the long run than, than not addressing it or than going with the route of making it about something else, right? 
because the mind will do that. The mind will come up with a reason. It's if it is just that you feel this disconnect, the mind will start to search for reasons and it'll say, you know, well, this person has, I've noticed that they've been following other, all these women on Instagram and liking all of their photos. So that's why our relationship is failing or, you know, whatever it is, our mind will come up with these reasons if we don't just call it what it is and address it head on. Right. And you're not, at the end of the day, you're, you can only be responsible for your own part in it, right? Like you are not responsible for how somebody else reacts or responds to you. Let me say that again. So, okay. So you are only responsible for your own actions, how somebody else reacts or responds to you. That's none of your business. So if you take care of your side of the street and you're like, okay, I've acted in integrity. I have been loving. I've been respectful to our and honoring of this friendship that we've had or this relationship. And I've done my part. If the other person lashes out at you, if they get angry, all of that kind of stuff, that's not your business. That's about them and what it's what wounds have been triggered within them. And that's up to them to, to look into that and work with that. It's not your job then to be their coach or their therapist or their punching bag. You know what I mean? So it's really like that I think is what stops um, people so often. And it has in the past, you know, I used to be terrified of conflict <laughs> like oh god yeah. I was a ghoster in so many things you know or like right. I would just stay in the relationship or the friendship and like the person just became so abusive emotionally to me and then one day I'd be like that's it Rah, enough and just cut right. them off and then they'd be left like what the hell just happened <laughs> right you know? right yeah, 100%. I, I asked you to repeat it for emphasis because that was huge, huge, huge in my journey. And I will take it as many times as I can hear it even now that we are not responsible for how other people react. We are not responsible for other people's feelings. If the, Do you think that that falls under the category of codependent? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because it's codependency is like... Um, I need you, you need me, I'm responsible for you, you're responsible for me. It's like the, it's what it is, it, codependency is like I cannot meet my own needs, so therefore I go looking for you to meet my needs. And then you can't meet your needs, so you're looking for me to meet your needs. So it's like both kind of like giving from empty and then feeling so depleted that you need the other person to feed you in order to get your energy back. Whereas when you're in an interdependent relationship, a healthy relationship, it's like, okay, I'm here, this, this sort of sovereign being, um, and, and you know, I know how to meet my needs and I'm taking care of myself. And from the overflow, I give generously, I give lovingly, I give willingly to you without expectation or, or need for return. And then it creates that healthy giving and receiving. Thank you for that explanation. And I think with codependency, something that's useful to talk about is 
ways that it shows up because it's kind of like one of those things similar to something that we talked about last time where we don't think of it as that, you know, we're not consciously like I need this person and they need me most of the time, but it shows up in ways for me, the, probably the biggest way that it has shown up in friendships, maybe even more than, than romantic relationships has been their feelings are, is my job and my business. Like it is my 100%. Like I spent way, way, way more time thinking about the feelings of my friends and family than myself. The thoughts that could be going on in my friends and family's heads instead of my own thoughts. And that is a way that codependency shows up that might be a bit more grounded for people to recognize that, you know, it's not that I was ever actively thinking, I need these people and they need me, but I really took on their feelings. And I did make it my job to, to try to control their feelings and control their reactions and control their responses, which as we know, is a fruitless game and and impossible to control anything outside of ourselves. So it doesn't make sense to do anyways. But I think that that when it comes to codependency for me, in any kind of relationship, that was probably the biggest lesson that I've had to learn. Yeah. And honestly, I think that in learning that it's made me a little bit of a hermit too, you know, like I'm kind of, I have a tendency to go to extremes. And so I think that I've spent a lot of time alone and distancing myself from people. And so what I'm really interested in and would love for you to speak on is this idea of of creating these healthy relationships and attracting new healthy relationships again, not because of the death of the old ones, not because I'm going to go and call up all of my friends and tell them that they're cut off, that I'm going to go find some new people now. That's not what's going on. But as we grow and change, and like we talked about to start, so many people are coming out of this quarantine. Like we said, if you haven't changed, you haven't stayed the same, you've actually gone backwards. So you should always be changing. You should always be growing. So how do we attract these healthier relationships, friendships, all of that? I love that. I love that. It's such a good, good question. So first of all, it's getting clear within yourself about who you are and how you want to express yourself. So maybe uh, um, you've been in this quarantine hermiting stage and you're like, okay, I recognize that um, I feel afraid to kind of say what what I really feel because I, I worry about hurting people's feelings, right? And I want to be I want to be bigger. I want to be bolder. I want to kind of um, be a bigger personality instead of making myself less than, right? Like being the one that puts everybody else on the stage. I want to be on the stage now. So then it's like thinking, then look around you at people who are, who, who embody that, right? Because what happens a lot of the time when we're not embodying something is often we might feel jealous or triggered by those people. So look at the people that you look at and you're like, oh, I'm jealous of that person because they have da, 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 or I think they might be better than me or anything like that. And go and actively seek those people out because 
That's how you, uh, in this new paradigm, old paradigm is you're doing this thing and, and therefore I can't do it. New paradigm is you're doing this thing. You're giving me permission and showing me that I can do it too. So seek those people out and also really feel into what feels good for you. Like what do you enjoy doing? What in your life is it like, what are you passionate about and go do those things. So if you're passionate about, I don't know, riding horses, go ride horses or painting, or I don't know, going to the park, whatever, do those things because you're going to meet people who also have those passions. Like yoga is a place where I met a lot of people when I was going through the transition of my divorce and a breakup and having to redo my whole friend group because I cheated and like, you know, nobody, I was like (laughs) the, 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 the bad woman about the scarlet letter. Yeah, that's right. I had that. Yeah. I was like trying to paint it in my head, like the A, the scarlet, scarlet letter woman, you know, so I needed to go and find new friendships. And, um, and so I really, it was actually the biggest blessing because it really made me look at what do I actually like and what do I actually want to do? Oh, okay. I want to try yoga. All right, great. Oh, I want to do these sorts of things. So it's like create space. It created a great space for me to then start exploring and adventuring and bringing some of that curiosity, right? Into like, what is it? Cause sometimes we don't know straight off the bat, you know? So bringing that curiosity. I think, <clears throat> I think doing the thing, is important there, you know, because a lot of us might say, okay, yeah, you know, this is an interesting exercise. Let me think about the kind of people that I actually would like to surround myself with. Let me think about the kinds of things that I actually would like to try that maybe are outside what my current group does, but something that I'm interested in, like maybe nobody in my friend group is interested in going to like a cooking class or a painting class or something like that, but that's something that you're interested in, whatever it may be, do that thing. That's important because I think so many people get stuck in, I would like to do, okay, I've done this exercise and now I realize I have the awareness that I'm existing in a space where I want something that's not what I have and I've identified that. But it's not about waiting for that to come knocking on your door, right? Like it's really important to go do that thing now and you will find the people and you will be drawn to, and the people will be drawn to you and you'll be drawn to, to them. That energetic alignment, that's the law of the universe, that law of magnetism, that will happen when you're actually doing the thing. Like I will go to the beach a lot. Like I would go there and read. I go and walk the beach a lot just by myself. I go and sit at coffee shops a lot just by myself because, you know, we want to live an interesting life. We want to have all these adventures and experiences and guess where they're not happening on your couch. So, you know, you're not going to just bump into people when you're sitting home alone. And of course, you know, quarantine is still, still going on. Things are still closed. And so we're mindful of that. But in general, you know, I went to a coffee shop today and I walked the beach every day pretty much. So it's just like this idea that I thought about where would the kind of people that I want to align myself be? What would they be doing? And I thought 
they'd be at yoga classes. Right now, yoga classes are closed. Okay, well, they definitely find a way to be outside. I like to be outside. So I go do that just by myself. I go for hikes by myself. I go for a walk. I go find places to sit in a park because that's where I'm going to bump into these people. That's where that attraction is going to happen. It's not going to happen on the couch. Right. So I think that's a great point that you made. Yeah. And also it can happen on the couch if you do things like there are so many right now online women's circles, also coaching. I, I've i done a lot of the coaching programs and the coaches that I've worked with, I in fact, all of them, I worked with them because I recognized something in them, like this magic that I was like, oh, I want to tap into that. I want to rise up into that level up to where they are. So what did I do? I went and I got coached by them. I joined their programs. I surrounded it. That's how we met. Like we, you know, I surround myself with other women who are doing the things that, you know, that I'm doing who have the same drive and desires that I do. And so that I can be in that held container where I'm inspired and uplifted and I'm being shown constantly examples of what's possible. So right now, do some online stuff if you can't get outside, you know? Yeah. And I would love to talk about this because I... I've told you, but I just myself joined a fellowship that I was 100% divinely guided to that is 100% something that I'm joining has a lot of other great outcomes, but for me, primarily the community. And so I guess where I get stuck, right, is, and I think where many people get stuck. So now I'm in this group, we have our WhatsApp chat, we have these ways that we can connect And I think that then there's like the pause, like, well, now what? Am I just DMing people? How do you, how do you approach that? If you're in something like a mastermind, if you're in a group coaching program, how do you approach that making real and deep connections in this online space? Yeah. And it can be really scary, right? Because you're like, oh, I feel like what happens a lot of the time is we have a story of like, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to, you know, impose on them. But people really don't feel like that. Like think about for yourself, if somebody was to reach out to you in a, you're in a mastermind or something and they reach out to you and they're like, hey, hey, Paige, or hey, you know, whoever you are, listener, like, you're, you're, I love the work that you're doing. I love your energy. You're so amazing. Like, I'm super excited to be in this space with you. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to to connecting more with you. This is the part where like, this is something that I see that we have in common that that's a really beautiful thing to receive. Right. So it's, it's kind of like making that first move and just reaching out, be complimentary. Um, reach out to the person that you feel that sort of like interest in getting to know and just express that. And then you've opened the door. You don't have to like run all the way through the door and drag them through to your side, but but you've opened the door and then, and then, you know, that gives them the opportunity also because chances are, and I've found this in my life and I've found this also with clients that I work with, when you feel like an, an, like a, an attraction or an interest in a person, like an energetic, like, oh, this person is interesting. They usually feel it too, because it's a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. And so 
So it's like, you know, if you've ever had, like you're thinking about someone and then they call you or you were thinking about them and then you speak to them and like, oh, I was thinking about you too. So it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause that's, that's such a good point. And that's really good advice that it's in one of those things that it's so simple, but it, I think we all need that reminder. Like I, I'm probably going to take that advice myself. I am going to take that advice myself in, in looking in this group that I'm in and, and reaching out just because, you know, and thinking about anytime I've ever gone to like a networking event or anytime I've ever gone to anything or anytime I've ever reached out to anybody in general, I've never regretted it. And it's funny. I was always, well, not always, but I definitely had a bit of an MO of approaching men first at bars and things like that. And I like, I think that even in many, a lot of my relationships were I approached them first and they turned into beautiful relationships and even the ones that ended not so great or, or had some painful parts to them, I still would never regret making that move of saying hi and breaking that ice because like you said, when I feel that that energetic connection to somebody, you know, and, and oftentimes it would be a stranger across the bar, or a stranger across the the networking event. I just knew that, you know, I'm just have that kind of personality where it's like, I feel it, I'm going. But if you don't, knowing that, like you said, it's so helpful to, to realize that that energetic is there for them too. That's something that people feel. And so again, it's kind of that like, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And that's where we have to exercise self-love and exercise, you know, this, this mentality of can't lose what's yours and this this detachment from the outcomes right like if I was committed to marrying every man that I ever approached at a bar or committed to going home with every man I approached at a bar then that might be problematic for me right (laughs) because that might not have been the outcome (laughs) of every every single time I approached somebody or if I was determined to become best friends with every person that I reached out to for friendship that might be problematic, but if we can say that, you know, it's an invitation. I love this idea of, and this has helped me in business a lot too, to where what we do, we have to be putting ourselves out there, right? And, and kind of pitching and selling. And so that has been such a helpful energetic. And I think it's the same when it comes to taking that step and, and making that decision to put ourselves in the way of discomfort for to make the first move that it's really an invitation. It's like, I have something and I'm inviting you to join me, but you don't have to, right? Like I know, because when you are coming from this place of wholeness, again, for a friendship, for in family relationships, which are of course a little different, but you know, whenever you're coming to this place of reaching out, when you come from that energetic of it's an invitation and you don't have to accept it, but it, here I am, I'm here and I'm whole and I'm having a, a party. And if you want to join, you're welcome. I think that that has helped me a lot, at least, in, in approaching those kinds of situations from that place. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we need to get over our allergy to the word no, 
Mm. You know, like (laughs) we're so afraid of hearing no, but no is like, and we see no as like a rejection, but it's really, I I don't know if you've heard that saying like, no is not a rejection. It's just a redirection. And, and I think that we need to stop taking no so personally, you know, it's like, okay, if you say no to me, that's because that's, it's not aligned for you. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean that um, I'm not lovable. It doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of X, Y, or Z. It says nothing about me. It's just that this particular invitation isn't the one that's the right fit for you, you know? Yes, it's huge. And it's that this has helped me a lot also. We're hitting on like my my big life changing things here because <laughs> this idea of it's not about you. That like sentence to, to shorten it has helped me a lot in relationships in general that most of the time it's not about you. Most of the time, you know, there are there are billions of people in the world like we're not meant to have relationship with all of them. Like everybody's on here on their journey. And so exactly what you said, we have this intense allergy to, to know and to rejection. And if we can see it as this person wasn't meant to be on my path, if they're not meant to be on my path, I don't want them on my path. I want the people who are meant to be on my path because those are going to be where, where the juice is. When we feel this, this fear of rejection, that has been something that I've had to deal with a lot. And I think that the biggest thing that's helped me with that is realizing that it's not about me, that there are umpteen reasons why somebody, a friend or a romantic relationship or a family member, why any relationship that we have would become distant, would not be something we engage with, is something that breaks, is something that ends. There are umpteen reasons to that. Most of them have nothing to do with you. Right. And it's really also, I feel like, important to to note, like, lean into the uncomfortable. You know, we didn't, we spend our lives thinking that we're just here to be comfortable. We're always trying to be comfortable. We're trying to create things around us so we feel comfortable. But that is not where growth is. And sure, there are times where we need to rest in that comfortable space because we're integrating the lessons, we're integrating the growth. But then when things start to get tight and small, that's when, and you start to feel that little bit of feeling trapped, that's when it's time to lean back into the uncomfortable and not to see it as something that's bad. It's not bad to be uncomfortable. It's just, it's just where your growth is it edges and on the other side of that is a gift and you might not know what that gift is yet but if you don't lean into that uncomfortable space you're not going to get access to that gift yeah so that, I feel like that's really important yeah I think that brings us back to kind of what we started this episode with with this idea of we are who we spend our time with and it is uncomfortable when you're around people who you see that they're doing life bigger and better than you, right? But so it's it's comfortable to stay around the group of people who are just kind of putting along and life, it's fine. Nothing's like great. Nothing's vivacious. Nothing's really like lighting them up. They're not people who are pushing themselves and challenging themselves 
on a regular basis and you're someone who knows that that's something that you want. You want to constantly be growing. You want to achieve this next level you. You want to be a badass. You want to do all these things. And so you recognize that you might need to start surrounding yourself with more of those kinds of people. That is going to be uncomfortable. You might feel like a little bit of a, a small fish or yeah, small fish, right? But that's exactly what you said. That's, that's, I think that's a perfect example of a time where you have to kind of put yourself in the way of that discomfort because that's where the growth is and that's where the juice is and, and you're going to grow that way. You're not going to grow when you're hanging around the same people doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's exciting, right? Because then it's like, oh, there's space you create space to grow into. And sometimes what can happen is those people will come back around, like the ones that, you you know, you had to separate yourself from. I've had that. I've experienced that. Clients of mine have experienced that, right, where it's like we've had to move away from a, a friendship group or a particular person at one stage. And then later on down the track, there's been like this beautiful reconnection Mm -hmm. because in that space where we were apart, they grew, I grew, and then we came back together. And then it's really beautiful. And there can be, I've had situations with relationship where, you know, friendships where I didn't end them in the most conscious way. I did do the ghosting thing and I sort of disappeared. And then in the in the interim, I grew, she grew, and then we came back together. We're like, wow, we're really both, you know, sorry for how things worked. And we've had this really amazing uh, conversation of like, this is what was happening then. This is where we're at now. And feeling that resonance coming back in again. It's really powerful. So it's like, you know, you close doors, but they can reopen later down the track. You never know the twists and turns of life. It's so incredible. It's exciting. It's so exciting. And, you know, you have to be willing to to get on the river, right? Like you have to be willing to float downstream because downstream is where all the excitement is. It's it's when we're clutching onto the branch, refusing to, to move that we give ourselves trouble because then you know, in that when we're clutching on to the old relationships and we're clutching on to these stories that we have about how everything's supposed to be and we're clutching on to our present, our, our past and our present. And we're saying that I don't believe that what's downstream can be better. I don't believe that I deserve better. I don't believe that there are better friendships ahead. I don't believe that there are stronger relationships with my current friendships ahead And when you can just let go, not only do you feel a million, 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 zillion times better, but you realize that when you're floating downstream, like all is well. And then you bump into the friend again. It's like, here we are floating. And it's like, oh, hey, there you are. Like again, five years later, it's so exciting. And here's this new person. And here we all are floating downstream in this beautiful adventure of life. But when you're sitting there, you know, clutching on for dear life, refusing to move or paddling upstream, which most of us are doing, missing out on all of the adventures that are downstream. Right. And that's the hardest moment. Actually, the hardest 
point is the point just before you let go. Mm. Once you let go, you're like, oh, what was I so worried about? It's actually not that hard. Right. But it's that point just before. Yeah, it's like that. What I don't remember any exact quotes, but it's the idea that the decision to change your life actually takes a split second. It's you ruminating on it for five years before that's the problem, right? Like jumping in the pool takes one second and, you know, letting go of the branch takes one second. That's an instant thing. It's that it took you five years, two years, 20 years to get there is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And 2020 is saying, let go of the branch. Let go. 2020 is literally shaking us all. Like literally that's what I have pictured all year is mother nature. First of all, she was like, bitches, sit your asses down. Mm-hmm. And then she's shaking us all year. You know, the planet has just literally like actually literally been shaking us with all of the things we're experiencing here in the States. I was just, I don't watch the news, but I just stopped by somewhere where it was on and it literally was like devastating hurricane to wildfires back to back, which was like, it's so, you know, we're so desensitized or other people are, I'm not because I don't watch the news. So just seeing that back to back was so horrific, but it's, it really is mother earth being like, wake up, let go. You're doing it backwards, you know, like, and, and we can see, we can take this opportunity to see that for what it is or we can keep clutching on and your life outcome, your sense of happiness and bliss and excitement and peace is a direct result of that decision of whether or not you're going to let go. Yeah. Yay. Well, this was beautiful. Thank you. And remind us again about your program. Yeah. So my program is called Luxuriate. And it's a mentorship for women who are in that transition. So they're coming through a breakup or another big life transition. And you, if this, this is for you, if you're like, oh, life just feels too small. I feel kind of trapped. I've always been that good girl. Um, and there's like this little rebel inside of me that's just wanting to break out. And there's this desire to live a bigger life and to and to understand who I really am and to create my queendom around me, like the people that support me and really have all the pieces of my life fit with the woman that I'm becoming, not the woman that I've been before. So if there, if anyone out there listening is interested, just you can reach out to me and we can have a chat and see where you're at. Yay. We're going to link... Sophia's uh, page in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. That sounds so, so amazing. And I think that I'm so glad that we did this because touching on this aspect of, you know, relationships aren't just about romantic relationships. It really is so, so important who we surround ourselves with. And like you say, love how you call it queendom, right? Mm -hmm. Or for our guys out there, kingdom. It's, It's so, so important. The people that we're surrounding ourselves with really are a direct reflection of of who we are and what our outcomes are going to be. So I think that that's an amazing, and I don't see that included in a lot of people's programs, that, that idea and that focus. So I'm so glad that the people in your program are going to have that experience because I think it'll be so, so helpful. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. 
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Spiritual 20s. My name is Paige, and I am so grateful to play even the smallest role in your journey to living a more authentic, more aligned, more wild and free life. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you next time.